We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is, uh, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm on my uh, before we get to the trade talk, I just, I want to say that um, today's game starting at 2 p.m. is making me yet again reconsider moving to Hawaii, where every Nick game would start at um, like 1 in the afternoon or 1.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, why is this game at 2 p.m.? I don't care, but I love it, and I want every game to be at um, this time. So. Oh, see, we're different. Really? I would very much – I prefer the night games. I'd rather go do something on my Saturday. Oh, hell no. I want to have my just this is you want to know my perfect life. My perfect life is live in Hawaii. Uh, so the Nick games start at one thirty in the afternoon and then be able to like sit, uh, write about it before dinner, go out, have my, my dinner on the beach and then like have your movie, have your night to watch movies. Like that's, that's my John of the Macri's perfect life. But nobody wants, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> Um, all right, let me know when you send a tweet out promoting this sucker. I'm tweeting it out now. All right, beautiful. Um, to everybody uh, who's here already, welcome to the very first um, KFS um, locker room. What is it? It's a room? A locker room? Locker room it, chat? It's a locker room. Just It's a, it's a locker room. I welcome think that is the official thing. Welcome to the Knicks Film School locker room. That sounds yeah. good. Yes, there you go. A very own version of locker room talk. Okay, great. Now, um, how do I now? I, okay, so talk about trial and error. How do I go ahead and see the? Oh, yeah, okay. Now I'm looking at the chat. Um, <laughs> good comment. <laughs> this is great. Good for so Sanjay uh, says. I'd love for the NBA to be at the same time as European soccer. So starting in the morning. Very quick story on that one. Um, once upon a time. Uh, in a past life, did we talk about this on the on the conversation coming out tomorrow, Andrew? I don't, did. I don't know. I don't think so. No, when I used to bartend. Um, for oh no, we didn't get there. Yeah, we didn't get to my bartending days. But the World Cup was the absolute best because we would open 
and people would be in the bar. I forget, like, I feel like those games, whatever year it was, it was the year that Italy won. The mm. game started, and I think they would start at, like, 8 a.m., and so we would have people stumbling out of the bar at, like, 10 o'clock in the morning, trashed to go into their office space and work for the rest of the day. It was great. Mm-hmm. What do you have an idea of when this was? This was an Italy won the World Cup. This was an Italy won the World Cup, and it was presumably towards the end of Mike. So it was like two thousand four. Does that sound right? Two thousand six is when Italy won the World Cup. Two thousand six. Okay, thank you, Sandra. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun, and I remember the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks. The uh, the United States of America played. I think it was French Guyana that year, and. Um, we lost, and there was one Guyanese woman in the bar that, when the final like buzzer or whatever sounded, went ape shit, and she barely made it out of there alive. And I felt very bad. I was happy for her, but I felt bad for her. Anyway, so we're here to talk Knicks um, because it's Saturday, March twelfth, and the trade deadline is one, two, three, four, five. Six, what are we? Thirteen days away. March twenty fifth. The 25th, yes. Yeah, so that'd be 12 days away. Unless you want to include today, that's 13. Whatever. We don't have to get tech. Uh, okay, we have our first comment slash question. Victor Oladipo, question mark, from Mike Perry. Um, actually, before I say anything about Oladipo, Andrew, now that you're uh, an official, like, Knicks commenter. Yay. Do you want Victor Oladipo on the Knicks? Um, this is such a cop-out of an answer, but it depends on the price. I don't... I don't have – the Knicks aren't going to win a title this year, so you can experiment if you'd like to. And if the price isn't too high, you get two months to see just how he looks and how much of a, of a risk it would be to give him something long-term. So I get it, but I, if you're talking about trading any type of first or some type of – like I don't want to trade the Detroit pick for him. So oh, I'm God. as you can tell, I'm very lukewarm on this, but – what, do you tip 12% when you go to a restaurant? I mean, do I, do I tip 12%? Is what you say? Yes, that is what I said. You don't want to give up the Detroit pick? It's Victor Oladipo. But, um, hold on. We have, uh, oh, good. William Wesley just joined the room. I wonder if he has. Wait, a, wait, 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 wait. Maybe he could tell us then. Okay. I wonder if he has his shirt on. Hold on. We have a speaker request. Uh, let's try this out. Sanjay, I'm going to hit. All right, Sanjay, I think you're on the stage if I did this correct. How often, my Sanjay? Sounds sounds like you did it right. Great, thank you for doing this, guys. This is this is awesome. Uh, this of course, is fun. anytime. Uh, what um, do you? What's on your mind? Yeah, yeah. So I was, so I was, I was really about about the trade deadline. I was, I was wondering, now, in terms of, I'm, I guess this this is sort of maybe getting a little in the weeds, but like, um, do you think? Even the moves that they make on the margin, like how on the margin do you think these moves these moves are in in terms of, you know, do you think they're going to be doing something that's uh, going to significantly impact sort of chances of winning this year, or does that sort of actually depend on maybe the next week or couple of weeks? Uh, you know, let's let's hope it doesn't happen, but say we somehow you know we 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 start losing the net of uh, you know a few uh, some of the next few games which which which, which yeah. are hard do you think that sort of changes what they what they do and and sort of the way they look at things then so um i i'm going to save the second well, actually no the first the second question you asked in terms of what happens over the next week i 
let's let's take the doomsday scenario. They lose today to a SGA less Thunder team, and then get blown out by uh, what is it, Brooklyn and and Philly. Yeah, so that will take us to the um, the end of the week. Let's just go crazy. Let's say they lose every game between now and the deadline. If that happened, yes, I think it would potentially impact them. I think if they even win one game, though, um, maybe, honestly, because I just think they're all in this season because let's just, again, argument's sake, they lose every game between now and the deadline. They would still be in, like, 10th or 11th. They would not be worth worse than 11th. And I just think this front office, if I had to guess – I think the front office is like, we've come too far. We're too close. Let's just ride it out. So, like, I, I don't – but here's the thing. I don't think it would change their approach because I don't think they're going to mortgage the future even if they won every game between now and next Thursday. And then that leads to the first part of your question, which I think was a, is a really good one, margin moves. So, like, what is a margin move for a team that already has Alec Burks – coming off the bench as its primary wing. Like, to me, you trade for Alec Burks. That's your margin move. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know. Like, Andrew, do you, do you, get, what, you get what I'm saying here? I completely get it. There's the, – the people that they would look to add are already on teams as margin moves, you know? Like, yeah. the only one I can think of that – would technically be a margin move would be like an Evan Fournier. And even then that's not margin though. I don't right. Think. Yeah. That's something you would then look to see long-term the, in a strange way. And I don't mean to go back to Oladipo, but the fact that he's headed for free agency with so many questions about his health, yeah, that can be looked at. Like I get like the ceiling for Oladipo is so much greater than a margin move, but like, I just don't think – I just don't know how much that improves what's wrong with your team right now, which is shooting and spacing. Like, he yeah. hasn't been that good this season anyway. I guess – okay, I'll give you two margin move names. George Hill is a margin move name. J.J. Redick is a margin move name. And if we needed him, like, Jamal, uh, JaVal McGee, I feel like, is a margin move guy for another team, not for us because obviously we don't need another center. Mm-hmm. Uh, although with the injuries, I guess maybe that's important. Uh, oh, Adam's here. What's going on, Adam? Um, uh, Jeremy has a good question. What would you? What's the most you would give up for Alonzo? And we have a couple of Alonzo questions here, um, as well as a Malik Beasley question mark. But we have someone waiting to uh, waiting to come. Hold on, where did I go? Okay, um, uh, here we go. Joshua wants to speak. Let's uh, let's call Joshua up to the stage. What's uh, up, Josh? How you doing? Uh, thank you for bringing me to the stage. Uh, I still have two points I want to make. Uh, sure. Uh, a guy I've been pretty intrigued by for a while, and I've been kind of tossing out like little ideas here is Eric Bledsoe. I feel like um, he's kind of like a margin move in a way. I've been talking about. I think I talked to uh, David like last week, uh, not yet last week, yesterday about it. And I think it's a trade that could definitely like benefit both like the Brock Allers and the, the um, top <laughs> the middles because I feel like he's in, he's in such like a bad position in New Orleans, so I feel like. Um, we probably can get a couple, like, some draft compensation inside the move for him. And, you know, Tom Thibodeau gets his attack in the rim, rim pressure point guard that can, you know, be a stopgap while we figure out what we else we want to do with our point guard situation. And also in free agency, I kind of don't want to go for um, Victor Oladipo. I feel like if we're really going to go for a guard wing option, I think DeMar DeRozan is really intriguing, especially how he um, develops his game a little bit more. 
I feel like he can definitely last in the league for a good amount more years. And I feel like he's a really good option just for um, R.J. Barrett to keep on learning from. So I wonder what you guys think about. I um, So here's so let me let me address Bledsoe first because Bledsoe has been a name that um, I feel like every Nick content creator yells at me whenever I, I bring him up, either on Twitter or otherwise. Because he, he has this reputation as a guy who's, like, not good. Meanwhile... This is a dude who was in the all, all-star conversation each of the last two years. He's made all-defense teams. He could do stuff. Um, and the best part is his salary for 2020 – wait, next season is 2120. The, the year after, it's yeah, non-guaranteed for yeah, – Yeah, it's only guaranteed for $4 which, like, do we want to get into the habit of, like, again, dealing with, like, oh, it's we have a call to make on this? Probably not, but – I just my thing with him is I don't think New Orleans is in a position where they're gonna give up anything like actually that is a difference making thing for us to take him on. And the other thing would be so it's like obviously he's better than Alfred Payton. Um if you could send Payton back in the deal, that makes it a lot more interesting to me. Um, because otherwise you're sit and you have to like eat Peyton's salary. And I'm not sure like who's the who's the money to throw back to them that we don't care about at all? Would it be like I guess Bullock? I can see with like Burks and like Peyton and they like yeah. wave Peyton. I don't want kinda... I don't want to give up Burks for I gotta tell you, I know Burks is a divisive player amongst his this fan base. I kinda feel like they need Burks a little bit sometimes. Yeah, you, you know, uh Bullock I'd be more okay with, but I I'd be up for a conversation with them, but I do want something else. Like, I want something to take on that contract. Um, and the other guy you brought up was DeRozan. DeRozan. Um, someone do a check for me. How old is DeRozan? Is I he 30? he's 32. He's 32? Okay. Um, this is, like, gets into the timeline question with the Knicks. Yeah. So, 31. 31. You're 31. Good. Okay, well, whatever. He's older. He's 10 years older than R.J. Barrett or 11 years older than R.J. Barrett. But, like, you called it, he would be the perfect mentor. And with R.J. Barrett now finally hitting threes, but then it goes back to the point guard question because if you don't have a point guard on the floor that could actually hit an outside shot, then you're back to, like, all of the same spacing concerns that we've been dealing with for the last two years. So I feel like a DeRozan um, move in the offseason would be maybe contingent on them getting a real significant upgrade as a shooter at the point guard spot. How about we reunite Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan? Let's just bring back. <laughs> that would be Let's just run back to the 2017 Toronto Raptors with Julius Randle and RJ Barrett. Oh, man. That would be fun. Um, all right. I got to go back to the, the chat here. Um, Andrew, how are we doing so far? What do you think? Is this good? I day? think we've we found a rhythm. I think we're cooking. Um, question, do they have to send back significant salary in a Bledsoe trade because they have cap no. space? Could they just no, eat the No. Um, hold on. Let me pull up. Is Bledsoe making off the top of my head? I'm going to say he's making 17 this year. It's eight, I have his contract in front of me. I, I think, think it's 17 it's and then like 18 next year. That's what it is. It's 18 next year. Yeah, it's 16, 8 this year, and then 18, 1 next year, and then the, the guarantee for 4 in 22, 23. I'm not so, saying that we just absorbed him. I'm saying if you're eating the contract, couldn't you – like they said Bullock and then yeah, Bullock is more than enough. They, they could also actually, is Bernard in this room? Cause if, if he is, and I'm not going to say the name I'm about to say, um, uh... they, 
Are there any interest? Because they have a whole bunch of young guards on their team, so they kind of need that playing that playing time for them. And their team has been really bad how they built it around, um, like Zion. So I think they wouldn't be opposed to moving like a good amount of seconds just to get them off their team. Well, John, you're hitting on something that is a, a a factor in any deal with New Orleans is I have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, you don't know what they want, yeah. I have no idea if they're playing for this year, if they're trying to get better, if they're actually going to try and gut for more assets. Like David Griffin, he had one plan when he got there because he got the number one pick is one of the first moves he got. Then it was trade Anthony Davis for assets. And that's all they've been doing is acquiring assets since. So I wonder if they're going to ever use those assets to actually get a player. And I, I don't know. I have no idea what their plan is. I think they're the most, you could argue they're the most fascinating situation in the league um, just because of all of the things, the, the balls that they have in the air. A bunch of people are asking about Lonzo. Um, like, that's the big question because if they want to keep Lonzo, they're going to have to pay him $20 million a year because, like, as everybody in the chat is saying, they'd rather have Lonzo because Lonzo's freaking awesome. Um, and he's a guy, he's becoming like, um, not Van Fleet because he can't create his own shot, and I think that's what makes Van uh, like Van Fleet, Brogdon, like those sorts of guys, a little bit better. Um, but in terms of defense, like, oh yeah, he's he's a he's an all NBA, not an all all uh, defense caliber player, but he's like right underneath that level. And the shooting is such that like he's now a point guard who doesn't need the ball, but could also still help you out in a lot of other areas. Um, I love Lonzo, but like, okay, so let's back to New Orleans for a second. They're going to have to pay him $20 million a year. So $20 million a year for Lonzo. They're at $30 million for Brandon Ingram. They're going to extend, um, uh, or Zion is extension eligible. I mean, life comes at you fast. <laughs> Next summer, the summer of 2022. So like, congratulations, New Orleans. That's your team. Yes, they have the picks, so you could maybe package the picks with Lonzo for an upgrade down the line. But, like, I I don't know. I feel like they're in a really interesting spot. I just don't think they're going to trade Lonzo right now. I think if they're going to move on from Lonzo, they would, like, keep him until the summer and figure it out then. Because I just, you know, if you're David Griffin, why would you sell for anything less than, you know, a buck fifty on the dollar for Lonzo right now? There's no reason to. I I don't see the incentive. I agree. Like something you and Jeremy said about Lonzo on the pod last week was that you were going back and forth. This was the argument you guys had about will a team try to drive up the price in restricted free agency? And I yeah, can't get out of my head. Where are the team that would well, The thing is, I can't get out of my head that the Knicks would be that team. They are. They would be. Who will? Who so will that as a result, why are you bidding against yourself? Like, why would you trade for him? Exactly. Because so, if you look at the other teams that have major, major cap space that wouldn't mind tying up $20 million for however many days the league is going to set it at this year, I mean, I would imagine it might go back to normal. Um, there's San Antonio has a ton of, sp- ton of space. They do not need another – I don't think they need Lonzo, even though I know they're, they're, that team has been associated with him in rumors in the past. Um, the Bulls can create space, and they've been a Lonzo destination. But, like – I maybe like they have Kobe white who is, I don't know what he is. Um, yeah. I'm just, and OKC is OKC really going to make a play for Lonzo. I doubt it. So basically the bulls are the other team. Um, 
It's which is interesting. Uh, let me get some uh, some stuff from the chat. So uh, Kunal Sharma notes: um, Bullock and Peyton wouldn't be starters on any other NBA team. I think that might be true. Is there a team who who Peyton would not start for any any NBA team? Would, would he we- start over Dennis Smith Jr. in Detroit? They're not a real NBA team. That's okay. Fair. <laughs> um, well, no, but he's not really the starter. I, I consider uh, what's his face, the guy who used to be on the Raptors. Um, oh God, uh, right? Is that his, uh, Delon? You're, Wright. Asking, yeah. you're asking me about the Detroit Pistons. I got nothing for you. Yeah, D- uh, Delon Wright. I think Delon Wright's definitely better than Alfred Payton. Um, I consider Cole Anthony to be better than Alfred Payton. Uh, anybody else? Uh, and no. It starts a point in OKC? Um, George Hill. Oh, yeah. George Hill would start over Alfred Payton. Yeah. Um, what about Reggie Bullock? Is there any worse starting shoot? I feel bad because I like Reggie Bullock, obviously. Um, but man. Uh, well, so there's two different answers to this. There's starting and then there's playing starters minutes. Wait. No, starting. Actual starting shooting guard better, worse than Reggie Bullock. Um. Oh man, this is rough. That's a great question. Wow. Um. Can we give Tibbs the coach of the year right now? I think that alone lets you know he's got like four actual starters on his. Team. Who do you think is better, you know? Wesley Matthews or Reggie Bullock? Is Wes is Wes Matthews starting for a team right now? Isn't he with the Lakers? Yeah, he's I with the Lakers. I don't. Maybe he's. I haven't looked at their starting lineup in a while. I think I thought. Yeah, uh, I'm not too sure, but. But uh, I'm I'm gonna check right now. Actually. Um. Is he – I don't – I have not uh, – full disclosure, I have not watched uh, a whole lot of Wes Matthews basketball this year. <laughs> he does not start for the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, they, go, they go Schroeder and Colwell Pope. And yeah, then... Colwell Pope is definitely better. Man, that's literally like the, – the, the, the Knicks should put together – like teams put together like press packages to promote their, their like players or coaches for end-of-season awards. Their press packet should just be headshots of Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock. That's the whole packet. Just mail voters a folder with those two things in it. I think he would. I think that's good enough. He'd have my vote. He'd, uh, yeah. Um, someone mentioned Josh Richardson. I'm not sure if they're suggesting Josh. Brian. Uh, Brian is saying Josh as oh maybe as a free agent target um, for this summer. I like Josh. I just don't know how much he's going to cost. Um, but I've always liked him. Uh, we got a question from Eshwin. Macri, are you worried the Knicks could lose today if Peyton and IQ are out, even without SGA? If they lose today, they should be – no. I I mean, I'm worried. Of course I'm worried because I'm neurotic and I have many problems. But um, I think they're going to win, even if it's – because worst-case scenario, if those guys are out, the rotation is going to be – it's going to be Frank, Reggie, RJ, uh, Julius, and Nerlens, And then the backups are going to be – Man, Have we seen Austin Rivers today? No, Austin no, Rivers is out with a baby. Yeah, he had birth of a child. So it's going to be Burks, um, Obi, Taj, and I. Oh man, I guess we're getting some. Might be getting some Kevin Knox minutes today. Are we okay with that excuse? By the way, what? That he's out with a baby. You missed exactly one day of podcasting, and he is out for what a week now <laughs> because of the birth of a child. Wasn't the Lori? <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Wasn't Dolores on the, the chat the night of giving birth and Austin Rivers needs two weeks and he didn't have to deliver the baby? Dolores was on the chat from the table, from the bed that she actually gave birth from. Um, I'm kidding, by the way, if anybody wants to send this to the Knicks and say we're just, I, it's 2021, I have to make that clear. Um, no, I, I think given the fact that Austin Rivers was unceremoniously dispatched from the rotation, he could take as much time as he wants with his with his new little one. Jared, oh, Jared Harper! Th- thank you, thank you, Mister Futternick. Um, <laughs> David, you you don't want to come up to the uh, you don't want to come up to the stage. How do I how do I pull David? There we go. There we go. Request, yeah. There he is. The big Good morning. Man. Good morning from sunny Los Angeles. How are, how are you, gentlemen? What's up, buddy? How are you doing? I would say, what are you doing up? But I got up at 6 a.m. today, so I don't think <laughs> yeah. my, my wife is a real person, and she went to work. So I get up with her to make her not mad at me for sleeping in. So That's a good husband. That's a really good husband. I'm trying. I'm trying. No, you're killing it, man. Um, what, uh, how, how, how are we doing for our first locker room chat? Fantastic. I, I've I've been told that if you have twenty or more people in the room right now, you are uh, you're cooking. So yo, wait, shit, yeah. hold on, hold on, wait. How do I pull him up here? You wait. you have that and more. You have that and more. Wait, 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 hold on. I got a, I got a surprise for us here. What are you doing? Let's see if he comes up. You'll see. Oh, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, brother? Good morning, Knicks fans. <laughs> <laughs> what up, J Mac? Butternick? Oh, what up? Man. Not much. Wait, where What's up, Rich? So it's so it's seven fifty in the morning for you too. What's your excuse for being up? I have three children. That's true. You do. You do. I have three children. Um all right. Let's. Uh, the last time the three of us got together to chat, the Knicks went on a little winning streak, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think so. So, what do we think? They're going to win today, and then they're going to beat Brooklyn and uh, and uh, Philly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, get the parade ready. <laughs> How can we talk about the Brooklyn game for a second? Just because I'm not going to do another one of these before then. Is that? Is that like? Are we ready to sign off on a five-point loss right now? Or are we going into that with like we're going to win that game? We have to win the game. Because I'm petrified. I'll just be honest. First, the Nets. We're going to get smoked. Honestly, 
just 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 start by beating the Thunder today. Get all, any team that's under five hundred, they're gonna have to beat. Rich, because it's about to get rough. Rich, this is locker room. You gotta dream big on this app. Come on, dude. The net, the Nets are cooking, bro. I don't want anything to do with those guys. <laughs> You, you're not allowed on this. You're not allowed on this app. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Nets six. I mean, we we're going to catch the Sixers with no Embiid, so that's helpful. That's right. true. Oh, actually, I didn't even twice. Think that. Right. Uh, yes, yes, I believe that will be. And twice. and there's no SGA today, so I mean, we're catching a lot of breaks. Listen, I'll yeah. take any. I'll take any breaks that we can get. We need all of them. It's better to be lucky than good sometimes. Um, I mean, obviously, we're depleted as well. So, Sam. Sam Bell just read my mind. Durant is definitely returning against us. You know oh. he's going to come back against us. He's such a killer, too. He's just going to put it to us for no reason. He's so mean. Am I allowed, watch out for am I allowed to start Blake Griffin, too? Can I curse on this app? Yes. Okay. Fuck Brooklyn. That's what I wanted to say. Um, <laughs> I, agree with, I agree with that sentiment. But those three dudes, like, I'm not really sure who's going to beat them in general. Um, I am sure that the Knicks are going to beat them next season after we revamp our roster between now and next playoffs. I like it. Just saying. Just, it just, does, well, I'll tell you one thing. It doesn't start with Eric Bledsoe, who I heard you guys talking about earlier. <laughs> he's not the, Josh is the, he's the resident Bledsoe guy. I gotta, I the gotta Pelicans give would give, give just, us him right now. They, he's been so bad this season. Well, he's been Pelicans bad, but if, if there's some assets attached to it, I don't, I don't think it's a, a complete loss. I, I, I need an asset. I definitely need an asset. Um, so we got a couple questions about Malik Beasley. Um, from Luis Diaz and also uh, Logan Alton. So Malik Beasley is the guy that I think it's Wes wanted him in the offseason. Although I don't know if that was ever confirmed. That dude's shooting 40% from deep on, I want to say, over eight attempts a game. And and he could create off the dribble a little bit. Here's the thing I don't know about him or anybody else on any of these shitty teams. Like, is can he defend anything? Like I don't know how, how do you how do you determine if someone is like a serviceable real rotation player on a team like the Timberwolves? Like I have no idea. Or on like the Cavs. Yeah, yeah. It's well, especially because yeah, defense is effort, and what's you know what? Obviously, your effort is down when you play on the Wolves. Yeah, exactly. Defensively, um, I would I would trade for that contract though. I don't mind sixty million dollars a year. I would take the chance. Beasley is a definitely a good scorer, but is a good stats bad team too. I mean, you know, he's he can definitely get some buckets. So, yeah, um, he's but, got some shit going on though, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he has, has a few. He has some. He has some um, uh, pressing matters uh, off the court. I believe he's out for what twelve games. Um, Brian asks a good question. The goal of this team for the second half. The strength of schedule for the Knicks is sixth in the NBA. I thought it was third, actually. I um, thought fourth, but yeah. Whatever. It's, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. I went through it, and I was trying to do wins and losses. I'm like, oh, boy, this could get yeah. ugly quick. What's your, Rich, what's your prediction? Honestly, man, if they can just, just tread water around that 500 mark, it would be an incredible accomplishment. Even Come if on. it's a few give me, under. Give me give me a number. They, they have 30 – Four games left. I should have penned and papered it. They have 34 left. I mean, even if they can go 
you know, 21 and 23, 20 and 24. I mean, it gets really tough. And you saw the limitations in Milwaukee. I mean, that was a shitty game. But, look, they're going to be playing against very good teams. And this is when the warts start to show. So, like, I hate to say must win, but, like, today you must win. If we want to be a playoff team and be 500, you got to beat the Thunder today. It's just as simple as that. I'm I'm calling it right now. I think 14 and 20 over the rest of the season is successful. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. Oh yeah, I was doing 44, not 34. I'm not really yeah, a math. Guy. Call, I'm I mean, not really a math guy. The math yeah. teacher in me was like, I mean, maybe we. we Sorry. Yeah, I'm more of a yeah creative type. Yep. Do you help your you help your kids with their math homework, or do you leave that to tomorrow? That is my wife all That's the way true. for sure. Yeah, it's also before eight in the morning here, so I'm not fully. Listen, man, I, don't want, I do not want to hear it. I've been up to six doing – you know what I did? I was building a, a castle out of a cardboard box for my daughter. So You're a good dad. And congrats, by the way. Oh, your... thank, thank you. Yes. Um, okay, so we, we would all sign off on 14 and 20. Um, where does that get us? I guess that gets us to 30, – uh, 33. 33 and uh, – 33 and 39. Yes, 33. So 33 and 39 is not going to be a top six seed. No. no. I think it would get you – I think it, I think it might get you the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. If we're being realistic, though, like I, the, 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 the top five, six seeds are, are, are fairly set, barring injuries to other teams. I mean, the Heat, the heat are rolling now. The Celtics seem to have gotten it together somewhat. Um, I don't. Uh, yeah. I think six is open. Who's who is going to absolutely grab six? Are you going to you, are you going to be on the Bill Simmons train and tell me that the Hornets are going to run away with the six seed? Because maybe, no. yeah, no. that team's really good, man. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but that team is really good. They also have I mean, it. Pacers is still going to run. Yeah. Um, Karis Levert's going to come back. Um, hopefully, you know, I don't know how Malcolm Brogdon's doing right now, but well, they have no, a good team there. Levert's ball. He balled last night versus the Lakers. I watched that game. He was hooping, Brogdon. I so they're the they're the dark horse. But like, do you? Yeah, really I'm not, I, guess, I guess I'm not worried about the Hawks, but uh, the Raptors. No. The Raptors are back. Depend- they're they're, they're it, being it, very Raptorish. Yeah, and also like, is Lowry on the team? Like at the deadline, that's a. It's that's it's a huge question. I agree. I think the Hawks are primed for a little run. Like that's the thing. If you told me right now the Knicks are going to finish. Sixth, I'd be like, all right, I don't see it, but it wouldn't shock me. If you told me they're going to finish 10th or 11th, I'd, you know, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. I, I hope not, but we'll, we'll see. Um, Brian's now asking, shouldn't the Knicks want to tank or is making the playoffs that necessary? Mm. I, like – just go out and try to continue to be a competent team. This, this is what – look, all respect to you, Brian. This is what non-Knicks – uh, people tell me like constantly they're like man the Knicks are blowing it this year by like playing hard <laughs> it's like yeah, you can't root for your team to suck every year I mean I know this draft is stacked but hey Brian I mean I'm, I'm hoping that we get a better pick from your team that's my hope yeah and look tanking isn't all what it used to be right, right. I mean there's no guarantee you're gonna end up in the top three or four um, the Knicks have tried it before it hasn't worked out and look 
you know, they're they're in the playoff mix. They're playing important games, and they're our second best players, twenty years old. I mean, it's not horrible. You know what I mean? Get these guys some yeah. some real reps. You know what I mean? I think it's important. <laughs> Wait, we got we got Worldwide West back in the. Uh, I love the Worldwide West uh, came in for this. It was really nice of him. Uh, Very we, nice. We can still get Brandon. Well, Boston. shouts to Worldwide West for for demanding quickly. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, if we got one thing out of that piece beyond whatever else. I mean that and the and that and the hinky joke, those were the, the That gems. was good. That was good. good. Tibbs huh. is yelling, Hinky <laughs> Nerd, you, this guy's a nerd. Trade RJ Barrett for Reggie Bullock. Or for Wayne Ellington, whatever. I made a um, Twitter joke. Yeah. yeah that was good. Was. Oh the key line pie the key line pie was also good. Um, yes. no, I, I, first of all, the Brandon Boston comment is smart because that dude, how about this? Brandon Boston may go back to Kentucky for a second year. That's how bad he tanked his draft stock. He didn't score a goddamn point in the, in Kentucky's yeah. last game the other day. Oh, that that's was, crazy. It was not, not what you want, but just one more comment on the tanking thing, because like, Okay, let's just say for argument's sake, the Knicks like fall out of it towards the end and like the season ends on kind of a down note and people are going to be like, oh, they should have been trying to lose in the beginning. If you look at how this season is shaking out between Minnesota, Houston, um, Detroit, Orlando and Cleveland, like there was no way that you were going to have like a positive vibes ish season and be able to be in that top of the lottery. Like it's like you can't have it both ways. Like you either have to try to make your organization feel like it's heading in the right direction, or you have to do what you know fucking Houston's doing this season, or, or Minnesota, and they don't even own their pick, which is the funniest thing of all. So, um, they should try to keep winning for for what it's worth. I think so. I think I agree as well. Um, you know that said, if they make the ninth seed and they, you know. They lose the first game. Does that mean the season is a failure? No, I don't think so at all because they've successfully resurrected the the reputation of the organization. So. Are you yeah, kidding? Yeah, look, you look at this roster. Are you kidding me? What an accomplishment that would be! My God. Yeah, and if RJ and Quickly and Mitch and all these young guys are playing, even in a playing game, like those are those are real real experience. I mean, that's that's something to really build on. You know, and, I mean, these dudes are young. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. and and how about the fact that like every, the the all of like April is going to feel like it's playing game after not literally playing game after playing game, but those games are going to have real stakes. That's what you fight for. That's why exactly. you win games. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I agree, hundred percent. And with Tibbs there, I mean, <laughs> there ain't no tanking anyway. So yeah, no, no. <laughs> don't matter. That dude is not tanking anything. You got the wrong guy. So. We're going for it one way or another. Can I jump in real quick, guys? Please. Okay. So first off, Rich, nice to meet you. I have enjoyed editing a podcast of you on it in the past. It's been a thrill now to welcome you on to Locker Room. I just want to set a ground rule for Locker Room going forward. If you're not speaking, would you guys mind muting your mics? I'm just thinking about when I have to edit this later. That's Absolutely. Thank you, buddy. Futternick. Oh, Futternick. How do you pronounce your last name? Because I've heard it sound heard like seven so, different so times. So this is this is the thing. I I never correct people when they say Futternick because my f- friends from childhood who know how it's pronounced call me Futternick. So I'm used to being called Futternick. But 
my father would tell you that my last name is Futernick. So, well, that's what your last name is then. That's that's the distinction. Yeah, but I, I Futternick is endearing to me too. I've been called that since I was a little kid. So, well, and, and we've we've already established the Fuddy Awards. Now we can't go back. I mean, so it's Fuddy, okay? Fuddy is fantastic. Fuddy is what I will call you going forward. Thank you. Well, the Feudy Awards don't have quite the same ring. They don't. No. They don't. No. Um, I want to, I want to address before we get out of here. Um, this is, this is really, this is fun. Um, and we're, by the way, for everybody in here, this is going to be a regular thing on, uh, Saturday morning. So sorry, Rich and, and, uh, uh, foodie. Um, we're going to, you have to get up early, um, on the left coast. Worth it. Um, Worth it. I'm <laughs> clearly. Day. I'm a morning person. So, um, so Jeremy says, I have to read this unpopular opinion. At least he recognizes it. But I think we should trade Randall while his value is sky high. He's been incredible this season so far, but his shot selection hasn't been great. Um, And I really do worry after Thursday that he's going to come back down to earth. Could be wrong, but the sample size is only half a season. Um, Logically, I get it because he's he has really been good from long mid-range and he's hit like a lot of threes to the point where is he a 40% three-point shooter? Probably not. He's probably something a little less than that. The thing is, though, like, if you were to trade him, the haul that you would need if you're the Knicks, based on everything that's happened this season, like, if you told me that, again, just for shits and giggles, right? If you told me that the Warriors were willing, and they're not going to do this, but if you told me that the Warriors were willing to give up the, the Minnesota pick that they own, which is top three protected this year and then is unprotected next year, like, if you told me they were going to give up that and Wiseman and, like, a future unprotected first, and you want to have a conversation about all that stuff for, like, uh, you know, and, like, Ubre for Randall, like, that, that would get me on the phone. But, like, that's – they're not going to do that. Like, no team is going to give up the crazy, insane haul for Julius Randall. And, like, I'm sorry, it, it may not be logical – but to trade him right now, even for something like that, would give me pause because it's like you're taking all the good vibes from this season and you're basically turning around and being like, all right, we're going to hit the reset button. And it's just – I don't know. Where, where do you guys come in on that? Because I, 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 I have had the same thought, and I just – I don't really know how to – I think hell freezes over before we trade Randall. And I understand the position that he's saying, and I totally get it. But, I mean, look, we gave the guy – a pretty big contract he's playing really well what would it be around the league to just be like okay you know as an example of like okay we finally are playing well we finally have a guy who might be like a piece let's just trade him yeah it's not NBA 2k no. you know what I mean I think you just gotta kind of ride it out I mean unless you were blown away but like I don't know like even Randall's played so well this year you it's like you think about like oh could you flip him for a guy like cat you know what I mean and it's like, do you? Would you even want to do that anymore? No. You know what I mean? Like, Randall's playing really well, being the main piece on a team that's playing five hundred. Gotta give the guy props, you know. Like you, you yeah. There has to be something to what it means to establish a culture, exactly. and the fact that that dude, for for whatever his faults might be, and for like as much as the percentages might come back down to earth a little bit, like he is as instru- as far as I'm concerned. He is as instrumental to whatever burgeoning Knicks culture they have right now as Thibodeau. 
Like it's just, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do honestly, even for the the crazy trade I just came up with. I, I honestly, this is going to sound insane. I don't even think I'd do that. I, I, he keep him here, build around him. And I don't mean to say like he could be the best player on a contending team because I don't think he can, but like you could still, you know, put the pieces around him and make him the number two. So that's, I, I, that's, that would be my take, but I, you know, and then Luis Diaz asks why draft Obi then? I think they drafted Obi because they didn't think Randall was going to be this. And now they're in an interesting spot. Let me let, before we go, let's what, uh, Nick, what, what do you, what would you do with Obi Toppin right now? If you were, if you were Leon Rose? Yeah, we talked about this yesterday. It's, it's tough. Josh, I think Josh or, or someone else asked me yesterday if he thought Obi could be, you know, like in a package, um, you know, at the deadline. And I thought probably not because that's way too early to get out on a guy. But it's tough, right? Like, th- th- it's not a, it's not a good fit r- right now. I mean, they're not utilizing him the way that he should be utilized. You know, they're they're not running pick and rolls. Like, he's a rim runner. Like, he like he needs to be on a team that's like pushing the pace, and that's just not this team right now with the with the point guards that we have, especially with Rose out. So it's tough. Like he he's just like he's hidden on a team that like is not set up right now for his success. Yeah. So. I feel terrible. He's he's such a good kid. Yeah. Um, but you know, if 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 people are calling Leon about some trade that gives us shooting, and we feel like Julius is the, if Julius is the future, then like this is gonna be this is gonna be the the road for Obi. I mean, and that's not a pretty not a pretty road for him, and not really doesn't really make much sense for the Knicks. So I think you have saying? to you have to listen. I know that's like crazy to talk about our lottery pick like that but i mean he's just he's just really uh in in a in, in a bad situation Oof. yeah oh i guess yeah, your point about OB being in in the ob being as as a trade piece right now even having that conversation is a testament to how good randall's been this year nobody came into this season thinking randall was anything more than maybe play him a bunch and up his trade value we didn't see all-star front-runner for most improved player. Um, I I mean, we've said this a couple times on the live stream. Can we get Obi Toppin one full NBA offseason with NBA coaches, with NBA trainers? Yeah. He got drafted three weeks before his first game. We have to be a little more patient than this. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure, like, where – I'm not sure where that theoretical trade is, like that Obi Toppin trade, where some rebuilding team. It would be a rebuilding team that's going to give him minutes to like figure it out on the fly and give up like a real piece. It's funny actually looking up and down the standings, and this doesn't really make sense because I don't know how Obi would fit with Cat, but like, and there's other reasons. You like, do you want to help out the Timberwolves or do you want Cat to continue to get frustrated? Like, like, would you do OB as the centerpiece of a trade from Malik Beasley? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's interesting. I made you think. I made you yeah. think. Maybe. <sighs> Maybe. We are so shooting starved. And, I, I mean, the off-the-court stuff is worrying about him. But, Just yeah, bit. I would listen. Yeah, I, I might listen 
Yeah, I might listen to that too. I, um, I think a really yeah, interesting be- comparison about the Obi Randall situation is similar how the Vucevic Mo Bamba situation happened in Orlando. At the same re- season that they drafted um, Mo Bamba that season, where Vucevic kind of blossomed, and you can see like Mo Bamba hasn't had that time to kind of grow and develop. So I think yeah. they, Obi and Randall can kind of play too well together, but. Like I was saying to Dave yesterday, I think the uh, only scenario where they might trade Obi is like in a draft situation on draft night where they can kind of move up and get a guy that they really like. But other than that, I think we should kind of, you know, like Andrew was saying, wait it out and kind of let Obi kind of learn with um, Kenny Payne and, you know, develop some more NBA strength. Cause I, I think he can still be like a kind of modern five in a way because I, I think um, in the Milwaukee game, he was having some really good offensive rebounding and he can really, I think if he can kind of develop his agility a little bit he can really have some some good play at the next to Randall I I've been I, unpopularly so I've been trumpeting the OB at the five um you know idea all season long I get it it's going to be bad defensively but that has a ch- if you put the right pieces around that dude you're not going to be able to guard that like him at the five I, I'm sorry you're not so I just it'd be nice if we see it and like of all the criticisms of Tibbs that I like I'll defend that man until um you know the end of time my one big one is like get out of your damn comfort zone and like try some funky shit out like that's I get you're trying to win every game but I that's what I I, I would just really love to see four or five minutes of OB at the five you know maybe not every game but like I don't know occasionally. Give me, give me. I think Tibbs would rather drink bleach than have Ob Toppin as his primary rim protector. I know. I'm, I'm, I, 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 God, it's just like it's it's. A, I get it. I get why, but it's you know, yeah, whatever. Okay, um, this is good. We we went for like forty five minutes. This is uh, is that is that how you're supposed to how long you're supposed to go on here? I, I don't think know. we just it's an episode, so we got we got we got What's fifty that? minutes on my timer here, so it's more than enough. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, should I ask if anybody has anything they want to plug or promote? The Knicks. Hold <laughs> on. Buddy, you go first. Buddy, you go first. Just win today. That's all I'm asking. 10, 10 a.m. start over here in Los Angeles. Don't ruin my day by losing to the Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I just want to say that um, I am very happy for today's 2 p.m. start. For anybody who missed my rant to start the show, Today is going to remind me yet again how I would rather live in Hawaii or California to get these games done early. I'm jealous of the two of you. And if housing prices in Los Angeles come down significantly at some point in the next couple of years, you could count on having a new neighbor. So that's what oh, I Oh, yeah. That, that'll happen. That'll definitely happen. Awesome. <laughs> Good luck awesome. with that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, uh, I don't know if this is like sli- my wife chiming in on the chat. Let's go. She would pack up. She would leave tomorrow to go to California. So I, just find us an affordable house. Does anyone, ha- do either of you guys have a friend that's like selling their, uh, I don't know, what do you have, condos, co-ops out there? What's the deal? I think you guys just I got a, I, I, I got a great agent. You you DM me. We'll, we can figure it out. We can figure it out? Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Everybody who uh, came and, and uh, experienced this glorious initial uh, kickoff to the KFS locker room, thanks for coming. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see you uh, next, uh, next Saturday morning. All right. Adios. Adios.